guys, and we're back with this last life. I'm Lindsay. I'm Janelle. And we are have had a little bit of a hiatus, but we are excited to get back into this and just kind of uh, talking and excited. Um, and if you haven't yet, please go on to iTunes um, and rate us there. Leave a comment there. That's how people will find us in the future. Also, if you have not liked the page on Facebook, This Laughable Life, do that. And um, please share this podcast and share some of our other podcasts. If you guys have been entertained by those, um, get, the, get them out there. So it's, um, uh, it's been a little while, but we are back. We're back. And it's just like things. just like Daniel Tiger taught us, mommy will always come back. Grown ups. Grown ups. Um, grown ups come back. Grown ups come that, back. Which okay, I we've I've talked before in just in general about how I'm very cynical and it's kinda of really sad when I get cynical. Yeah, that she's problem. overly cynical. And I have that problem, but because grown ups don't always come back. Like, yeah. We don't need to tell kids that like yeah, I'm in the foster care world, I know. Grown ups sometimes never come back. Right. Um, so sad to realize. Just remember that every time they sing it, we have to stop our children and tell them, "Children, they're lying to you." Sometimes <laughs> grown up nuts never come back unless they die of a drug overdose, get in a car accident, abandon you, <laughs> go out to get cigarettes, and daddy never comes home. Yeah, but that's the way it should be. Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger is a really good kid. Show. It actually is. It's no. It's no Kai. I was. I was reading. No, Kai is the devil. Caillou's parents. Caillou's parents to me are so much worse. Everyone hates on Caillou for him being whiny. Yeah. Well, he yes, he's whiny, but he's also like four, and that's just kind of how most four-year-olds speak. I have a four-year-old boy. Yeah, he has hair though. Yeah, he does. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a blondie. He was one of my kids. He was right. Um, but. Just kind of your kids' heads. Always. <laughs> so much easier to deal with. You don't have to worry about lice, no hairbrushes, no hair gel, nothing. No. Um, bass once in a while? Bass. Bass. <laughs> bass? You only eat fish once a month when you shave your kids' heads. That's true, honey. No, but Caillou's parents make me mad because Caillou's Who's parents. Who's worse? Let's rate. Caillou or. What's the brother and sister? Max and Ruby. Max and Ruby. Okay, here, again. What is my. Have you ever seen Max and Ruby? Oh, yeah. What is the issue with Max and Ruby other than the fact that they've been abandoned? Talk about grown-ups never coming back. Right, Max and Ruby. Max and Ruby. Grandma comes occasionally. Grandma pops her head in every now and then, right, but, but Ruby is life. raising yeah, Max. Ruby raises Max. And I guess... Baby's raising babies. It is. Hashtag. Um, but it... No, it makes me really upset, though, because... Yeah, it's parents. I take issue with the parents. I don't blame the children in the situation. I would say Ruby, at most, Ruby's like 10. And Max is nonverbal, so he is either autistic or has some sort of learning disability, or he's like two. And she, these are the options here. He's a rabbit. I don't know the age, but <laughs> well, things are a little different with rabbits in terms of speaking and language development. I don't know though. I mean, how different are they in cartoon rabbit? We have a friend who does language development things. You can call her and ask if she knows anything about rabbits and when they begin to speak. I don't know who you're talking about. Nicole. Oh, yeah, she does. She's a speech person. Pathologist. Yeah. Um, um, I wonder if we'll do that. We'll have her on next time <laughs> ask her about Max and Ruby. <laughs> okay. No, but that's what bugs me. Parents. Parenting Dora. Look, I'm sorry. Like, I get that we're not. The show is to focus on the kids. That's what the kids relate to. We don't need to go into, like, the parents' stuff. But Max and Ruby go all over town alone. They are in like I saw them at a pizza shop. They went to see a ballerina. They were all over their like their town. There were no adults around. And then 
Um, this when you binge watch Max. <laughs> no, I don't even watch my kids' shows. I don't even watch them. With, some people like Josh knows what's going on, and he knows that episode. He knew when the kids would watch it. You know that episode of Daniel Tiger. He yeah. knows what happens in Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I don't. I, really. When my kids are entertained and watching TV, that is freedom Doing for me, and I am gone. Yes, yes, totally. No, but it's my. I take issue with the parents thing. Is is Max Ruby the worst? What has been the? Worst? I have always said like when Max and Ruby was on when. When Eli was little, I would run. If it would come on, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I would change the channel, and I would set this, and like, porn came on TV. Like, oh, no, no, no! Because I, kids, they'll see something, and just something gets them hooked in a second, and I never wanted them to get hooked to Max and Ruby. My kids have watched Caillou, and Caillou doesn't really bother me Caillou much about it does. Bothers most, it doesn't bother me. Dora bothers the crowd on me because she yells you at everything. You ruined Dora for me. She yells that. everything. And so your daughter, Lily, was the one who had a little obsession for a while. Yeah, she did. And I remember Andrew putting it out for her when she spent the night in the mornings and things. So she really liked Dora. And it drove me nuts because she doesn't speak like we're speaking. Can you find the rabbit? I mean, I'm going to wake my kids up. But that's, I mean, she yells everything. No, and she does. And you told me that and like, the glass shattered because... I then was reading through our books, and I was noticing the punctuation. Almost everything ends with an exclamation because point. She's yelling at your kids. Yes, she is. It's like, I can't stand that show. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love I mean, it. I'm Hispanic, and I'm thankful for the, um, what's the word? Influence. Um, not, I mean, I guess. I'm really glad about that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, trust me, she yells at everything. But there's a lot with kids' shows. So I watched... Mr. Rogers a little growing up, and then I've seen, like, clips of it. Like, Did you read the Reddit thread on this? Yes. So, there's a Reddit thread on him and stuff, and I'd watch it, and you watch a clip of it, and it's just calming, mm-hmm. and he kind of speaks like That's this. That's PBS. But listen, now if you watch kids' shows, if we went from that to something on Cartoon Network... No. Listen. It's like a drastic... No. Like, they, no wonder they can't sit no, listen still. To me. Listen to me. PBS, PBS shows are calm. Caillou may be whiny, but he's very, very calm. calm. Yeah, it'll look um, then there's like Chloe's Closet, and there's there's a couple that are a little bit more like there's like a, I remember a Just in Time, or a, I think it was Just in Time, and then there was like a some little older kids. The Wild Crap size, a little more. A little bit more, but a lot of them are very chill, very relaxed. Right. It's Nick Jr. that tends to have the more spazzy shows, and then Cartoon Network, which Cartoon Network is really geared towards like that middle school age, like, late elementary age. It's right. not really meant for our kids. Um, sure. But I used to be a really big Nick Jr. person. Like, my kids loved Yo Gabba Gabba, and that was that show was like you were on acid, and I <laughs> loved it, and I loved Yo Gabba Gabba, and um, not so much anymore. And we're more of a, we become more of a, if you were going to pick one, like, more, I prefer PBS. I need more chill in my life. My kids always act like they're just on acid, so I need to yeah. calm down. Speaking of acid, did you see the, the news story recently of the guy who saved a dog from burning <laughs> house? So he thought he was saving the dog from burning house, but the house was indeed not on fire. Now, you told me about this. Was this his dog or someone else's I dog? I believe it was someone, someone else's dog, and he had he broke in the window. And he and he he had a conversation with the firemen and the policemen. Were they there when they got there? Oh. And he was like, like a hero holding this dog. And he was continuing the conversation, like, "Look at this blazing fire behind us! I did this wonderful thing." And, it was, and there was no fire. No, there was no fire. I'll have to post a link to it when we put the podcast up because 
it's sad, but it's also hilarious. So anyway, I will say that's why I've always said that there's a part of me that wants to hallucinate. I've always said this. <laughs> I won't do illegal drugs. I won't even abuse legal drugs in order to induce a hallucination. Like people have said, like, oh, take NyQuil and try and stay awake. Like, I won't do that. I won't abuse anything like that. So I you just think it would be fun. I just think it would be awesome to hallucinate. It's not, though. It probably would be terrifying. There was people who on acid... Yeah, how about you acid like they down. jumped into an empty pool. They, okay, and you didn't let me themselves. finish. Do you know okay. how I want to hallucinate? Safe environment. Supervised. Safe. I want safe you. spaces like a college. Go to college. Go to a safe space. No, I want you and Josh, my husband, to sit with me while I hallucinate oh. and protect me from thinking there's spiders crawling around. Maybe my hours can cause you to hallucinate safely. You know what I've seen though? There okay. is that I've this seen a thing before where people put ping pong balls on their eyes. And they, uh, I think, like, shine a light on them in a dark room or something like that, and it's supposed to induce hallucinations, or your brain's supposed to freak out. Kind of want to try it. That'd be interesting. I know. Maybe we should podcast yeah, the results. We'll, we'll <laughs> do a live video of us doing. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I don't know what would happen. Uh, okay, so I'm going to the real thing. Uh, here's one, one thought I have. I was driving in the car, and I was thinking about how horrible this election stuff oh, is, yeah. and we don't get into politics on this show, because... Probably you hear it everywhere else. So let's just not do that. But I was thinking about how angry people are. People are angry. No matter what side you're on, people are angry. They like to say only one side is angry. But the other side would say the other side is angry. Like, that's just the way it goes. So I was just thinking of who, as Christians, we say, in a sense, culturally, is okay to hate. Nobody. That's not true. Sin. No, no, no. If you, you go on Facebook, Satan. you go on Facebook, <laughs> there's a couple people, a couple groups where certain Christians, it is completely fine to trash this person, that no, person, whatever. Okay. So I, I'm saying culturally. Okay. I thought you were asking like actually, no, is it okay to hate? Of course no one. But I think culturally Americans, we pick certain people or groups of people and it's totally fine to bash them. They do. My first one on the list, the Kardashians. Is it not, though? Think about Christian culture. If someone popped off a joke about, yeah, trashy Kardashians, Christian culture, you wouldn't be like, hey, you shouldn't say that about someone. It should be. It should I be. Might. It should be. <laughs> we would. We would. Not that I'm higher, higher. Well, and see, honestly, like, I'm sure I'm guilty of it, too. Oh, I'm sure there's someone so else that's that. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that's why I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, I would stop you immediately from speaking negatively of anyone ever. Um, I should be able to say that. But I, I probably am sure I can't. But the uh, the Kardashians one, and it's not that I'm like aspiring to next to be the next Kim or Kendall or whatever. But I uh, am. It does bother me when you see stuff the way people hate on them. Okay, so but, an example would be she Kim had a had like a serious situation happen. You probably know a little more than me. Yeah, she was in Paris, and uh, people dressed as police officers got past her. Basically got led into the, the building she was staying in, got up into her room, uh, robbed her at gunpoint, tied her, I think, tied her up and left her in the bathroom and stole like a couple million dollars worth of jewelry um, and took off. Um, so a lot of comments from people about this. Uh, she got what she deserved. Um, why is this even news? Who even cares about her and her millions of dollars? You know, uh, a lot of those the are the mild ones. I'm just gonna say. say those are mild. 
But what I didn't ever notice was that, like, well, first of all, some of the people doing it, it was on Christian sites. I mean, Christian posts, whatever. And people still hate on them just the same. They might not use the choice words, but they hate on the Kardashians just the same. Um, I mean, it's not the Kardashian. There's, there's other Justin Bieber. I mean, if you ask a 20-year-old um, guy, maybe even 25-year-old guy, what they thought about Justin Bieber, even if they dislike him, they won't just say, not my cup of tea, not really into him. Even Christians, they will begin to bash. I mean, they bash. They hate on him. Well, and the thing that I've noticed that Christians often do is they'll attack someone else's faith for not being real enough. Right, right. The Kardashians call themselves Christians. I know if you watch the show or whatever, they'll mention, hey, you go to Bible study, whatnot. I mean, they had, they had a, uh, a faith, a, a foundation of faith. And they'll post about it sometimes about praying yeah. and praying and things like that. And Justin Bieber, too. And Justin Bieber, very much just recently yes. in the last year or so has kind of, it seemed from things that social media has said, basically, right. that he has kind of made a return to his faith and kind of made it real again. And I know that he was raised in the church and as a Christian, and I think obviously he fell away from that. And uh, But he had seemed to, based on what you know TMZ would say or whatever, but seemed to have kind of made a return to that. Look, we don't have to say he's a role model. Like, would, would you want Justin to be a role model for Eli? Or would you want uh, Kim and some of the pictures she's no, had and videos no. she's done to be a role model for, for our daughters? Like, no. It's not that they have to be role models. It's not even that you have to like them. You can, like, totally not like his music or think the Kardashians don't have talent. You can think whatever you want. But, like, I'm talking about the hatred and the fashion. Like, that, no, that is that, The fact that it's socially acceptable for other Christians to do these things I mean, it drives me nuts. It's like, well, how, why would you do that? Like, first of all, you're alienating any fans they might have. If you're a Christian, you're fine with just bashing them or whatever. Any fans that they might have just dismisses you. You're, like, your testimony is gone at that point. Like, why would we be so insensitive to, to that? But, but on, the, on the flip side, um, I started talking about the politics behind everything. I think it's socially acceptable for some Christians to hate Hillary Clinton. <laughs> totally hate hate on her. And on the other side, some Christians they hate Trump. Yeah. Well, they do. I think they do. I think that they, I don't think it's right to hate on to literally hate people and to um, say things you know, I wish they were they deserve to die and when bad things happen to them, that's what they were asking for and I'm so happy to see this and oh vengeance, vengeance, but I don't know, I can understand sometimes but politically it is a little more understandable because they're running for office. So you disagree with some of their policies. Um but I I just I find that in this culture like Christians have adapted the hate of the rest of America. And we're just as angry and we scream just as loud as they do. And I wonder if that ends up hurting our testimony when the election's over. It does. That's what I, I recently said. That's why I try a lot of the times and avoid politics because I think that you're never going to change anyone's mind on Facebook. Um, or very rarely are you ever going to change anyone's mind. And more often than not, it's going to cause division and it's going to cause hurt relationships and it's going to hurt your testimony as a Christian. Um, 
when you're the one angry and yelling and fighting with someone else, you know, it's fine, I think, to disagree, and there's ways to have conversations, and I've said before that I hate that politics and religion are topics you're not supposed to talk about, excuse me, because I believe those are two of the most important things, that that makes up your core and who you are, your um, religious beliefs, which then I believe bleed into and become your political beliefs and your your core and your your moral compass. compass. Yeah. Um, So I think the fact that we're not allowed, in a sense, to discuss that openly is a problem. Um, But you don't because people are so passionate about their beliefs, whether they're right or they're wrong. Um, People are passionate. They can be passionately correct and passionately wrong, and they will... um, a lot of the times that I think steps in the way of that relationships, whether those relationships, whether it be a cousin or a friend or your brother or your sister or, or um, just that random coworker or someone you would discuss otherwise you might have a great, like if you had them over for dinner and you didn't discuss these things, you might talk about their favorite TV show. You'd have a wonderful you're, relationship. You'd have no problem with that, but we just like create this big, you know, and this is something, you know, some people in my family struggle with. Uh, how could they ever support Trump? Or how could they ever support Clinton? How could you be a Christian and ever support him? How could you be a Christian and ever support her? And so it's just, just very riled up. But but in the end, um, a lot of the people I know who are liberal, they're coming from a place not of hatred of conservative values because they're, they're Christians that are liberal. And, and, you know, of course, this could be a whole podcast in itself, but a lot of them are coming from the fact that, okay, like gun control, they they want the murdering to stop, and they believe the murdering to stop, you take these steps. We want, or I should say, I just outed myself as a conservative, I'm sorry, we want the murdering to stop and the gun things to stop, but we believe you need to take these steps. But it's never really that, uh, I don't know, nice. It's always you gun-loving, whatever. Well, that's the thing, you know, I just, do think that's a lot. I've seen that there really are those people who you literally, you can't. You, there's, yeah. there's no... There's no point in even discussing it. There's no it. point in yeah. discussing it. You're never going to get there. They literally will ignore if on both sides. Yep. You make a valid point. They skip that and attack you for something else. Right. They never address that point or whatever. Like There are legitimately insane people out there uh, uh, in the last few years. I have learned they actually <laughs> exist and they're right. not just... Um, Means uh, that they really do exist, and it's right. an eye-opening. But uh, <clears throat> there really are people out there like that. But I do think there are also people on both sides that are willing to say, "Look, agree to disagree on how we get there, but we need to figure out a solution." Like you said, the issue of guns—like the violence needs gun violence needs to stop. Right now, we have different approaches on how to get there. We don't have to discuss the details of how we get there, but because we might not agree on that ever. But can we come together and just say, look, we agree that it needs to stop. You try your way, I'll try my way, and hopefully we can both make it stop. Yeah, and I think the media does do uh, <clears throat> its job in terms of making us turn against each other. Because and everything. You, you, yes, and everything, I agree. You hear that the other side is trying to steal all of your guns and you'll never have guns again. And then you hear on the other side that... You're just you passing out guns. Everybody, well, they're know, passing out guns from a candy machine. Right. Let's just, you know, it's as easy as, you know, whatever. So anyway, that's just, but yeah, we're getting political. Yeah, we're done with that. Um, um, and I don't want to get too far into this because we could do a whole segment, or not segment, a whole podcast on this. 
But I think especially in, in more traditional background people, it's totally fine to make fun of and hate on the homosexual community, transgender yeah. community. And honestly, this comes into another issue. Um, I'm really just talking about the same thing where I was saying, like, I feel like if I step up and stand out against something, I feel like that generation of people or that type of group, however we want to put it into a package or whatever, um, makes me sound like the whiny kid on the college campus who needs a safe place. But there's a legitimate issue. The idea, I do believe, and it's heavily from my opinion here, and I apologize if I'm offending anybody, older than us Christians take on this attitude or of it's okay to just talk about things being, it's disgusting, or they're making fun of them, uh, of this community of people, and forgetting that there's still people that need Christ. And that doesn't matter. That's disgusting. They're weird. Uh, Uh Ha ha. Like, personally, it wasn't on on, in a Sunday morning on stage. But I haven't heard a pastor call someone a fag. Excuse mm-hmm. my language. Hope the kids weren't around because I never use that that word. Um, it's just it, it is um, sad to me that that hatred, literally close and to I hatred, don't is think, okay. I do not think that most people would see it somewhat. And there's a uh, again, if you read the comment sec- section on articles, yeah, it opens my eyes to the fact that there really are people out there that yeah, are like exactly. This. I think that there are certain people that don't even realize. Same idea with racism, that what you're saying is um, more than offensive, but in a, that sense, hate speech. When you are referring to homosexuals as, you know, fags and calling them, um, oh, like, uh, flaming and or things like this, that's not appropriate behavior. That's not okay to say, just like the N-word is, it, is not appropriate is to beneficial? say. No, it's in, in no way beneficial. It is way. only hurtful. It in is. any way, it's not beneficial. And that's why it kind of like blows my mind. But but I have to remember, one of the other people I have on here, I'll just bring it up now, that it's okay for some Christians to quote-unquote hate are old Christians or conservative Christians, traditional mm-hmm. Christians. Some other Christians who are totally on the other side, man, it's fine to bash them. And and so I don't want to do that either. You weren't. So That's I'm what I'm saying. saying. I'm trying to be very careful at how I'm saying that. Not at all. But some people would start bashing them at this point. And I would say I I, I you know have people in my family who are more like that. So I understand a little more of where they're coming from because they were raised differently. They heard things. Differently. It's the same issue again. Go back to racism. Right. Oh, yeah. The same thing. I have made excuses for both my grand my grandmothers are both. Um, <laughs> There was no making that one quiet. Sorry, guys. I got Dr. Pepper in my stomach bubbly. But (laughs) there is no excusing behavior. But when I'm talking about my 80-year-old grandmothers who were adults in the 60s, in the, you know, growing up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, even into the 70s, where there was very intense racism. And not just to the point where it was even my grandma, like, um, one grandma was raised in Oklahoma and grew up in the South during this time. So that's, that's even a different thing. So when she says that she's she's not a racist in that in the sense of she thinks that black people are lesser or something. Right. But she, the comment she'll say, oh, you know how those people are. 
My grandma said that before. I'll never forget that. We were in a Wendy's and she's like, oh, you know, those people just are kind of slow. Okay, horribly sounds, sounds horrible. Then she'll also talk about the woman, the black woman at the credit union, who is her absolute best friend, and she helps her out, and she is just so smart and that so is wonderful. That underlining. Yes, and she doesn't yeah. realize it, and I would never even really call her racist. She's not saying horrible so things. Person. No, or yeah. like my other grandma, who's made comments about your foster baby. Yes, so <laughs> I, I, I will okay. never forget that. I had a foster a baby who was a girl, <laughs> and... She was holding her. Now, here's the thing. This is why we're saying it's not that you would necessarily call her racist because she was being very sweet And to she her. was talking about how beautiful she was yes. and she loved her and she was so sweet. It wasn't so... that like, oh, I don't want to hold that or something. It's not at all. Right, no. But then she she was just in that grabbing stage. She's a baby. Okay, infant, infant, infant. Not infant. She was a little bit older. Like she was grabbing. Old. Yeah. And she was grabbing at things and she grabbed at her purse. And what did your grandma say? <laughs> something like, oh, we that's not surprising for those yeah, people. Yeah, or not a surprise that, you know, she grab at my purse right. <laughs> and, like, laugh because she was totally saying she's black, so of course she's going to steal my purse. Like, I was like, okay. My aunt or my dad was sitting next to her, and he looked at mom! Oh, like, what are you thinking? You can't do that. <laughs> okay, but those are the kind of things that totally, especially older generations, it doesn't You were it, raised a certain way. Exactly. They were literally raised to think that these horrible things about African-American people. They were totally raised and brought up to believe yeah. that certain people were horrible be- or different or stupid or slow just my, based on their skin. My mom brought home my, my dad. My dad's Hispanic. And my great-grandma, the first thing she says is, Karen, be careful because those Mexicans, they carry knives. <laughs> um, but is it true? Is there so- you're, No, explain. My brother does. He's a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> well, and explain too, like you said to me before that with your um your grandma, my there, grandma, yeah, my grandma's Hispanic. You're talking about her relationship with black yes. people, yeah. So she grew up, well, she grew up in Mexico, and when she came here, she she lived in Detroit. In Detroit, there's Hispanics and there's African Americans a lot of times, and of course back then too, there's a lot of white people too. I'm not saying it wasn't, but <laughs> white people were around. <laughs> yes, they existed as well, and they did not get along. Okay. I don't know. Somebody who's historical, whatever, can come in and correct me or whatever, but Hispanics and Blacks did not get along in the urban areas of Detroit back in the day, even now, probably. I don't know, but I'm just guessing. Um, so there was a lot of hostility because they would treat her a certain way. They would treat my dad a certain way. He grew up in Detroit. He was Hispanic. And they, I should, you know, but African-Americans did. And so she had just a bent toward they're almost kind of the enemy. Like, you have to be careful because they treated them a certain way. I remember watching Family Matters uh, at her house, and she walked in, and she's, why why are you watching these black people? You know, and it was just interesting. My grandma's a wonderful person. So they, you know, I can't say that show either. It's nothing. Are we racist? Maybe. Let's say, okay, what are some shows that black people do like so we don't look racist? I like the Cosby show. I did enjoy that. Oh, no. Sometimes. <laughs> well, I like to bring up Bill Cosby. Because nobody knew he was a rapist. <laughs> I mean, he was Dr. Huxtable. He was not no, the guy. You, you will never see that on TV again. Your kids oh. will never see that show. I'm not like that upset about that. I, it was just one I didn't mind watching when it came yeah. on. Uh, I love Michonne from The Walking Dead. Yeah. I feel like we're, you know what we're doing at that point when you did this? Let me show you the picture of my black friend. I'm not a racist. No. Look. Look, that's me and my black wants friend. If to call me a racist, I can just show them pictures of my family. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, 
anyway, same thing existed in the faith about homosexuality. I grew up in a very conservative Christian type world where they sincerely believed. Now, this wasn't just something they said to vilify anyone, but they sincerely, sincerely believed that homosexual men were also pedophiles. I thought that was the case. And Not. it wasn't until I have, and I have some of my very best friends who are homosexual, where they're like, no. Like, I remember literally having to ask one of them, like, <laughs> and is there any, yes, is there any kind of truth to that at all with your friends or anything? No. Like, that is completely not true. Um, pedophiles are their own, that's a, that's like a literal messed up sickness that yeah, hurts. Well, you're going to offend somebody. No, I don't mind if I hurt You're going to offend all pedophiles. of our big pedophile viewers. No. Um, really, really popular pedophile so committee for the community. It's a completely reason. separate thing. But what I'm saying to that is not to make that culture, a Christian culture of tradition, like sound bad, but to, to help understand people who grew up with that. Right. Then all of a sudden you see a bunch of homosexuality kind of stuff being more popularized. You're thinking, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like I grew up thinking it was, you know, right. absolutely the worst of sins, not just another one of those sins. And so that's where they're coming from. And same thing with race. And it's like, okay, well, instead of making those people just sound horrible and they're the enemy now and let's all talk, well, how about some education? Well, that's the thing is, it's, it's with all of these big issues, it's a thousand miles deeper than what you're seeing at the surface. Exactly. That's how almost everything is. Yes. Is you're seeing what's bubbling over at the top. But let's take it back. When you even go into things like we talked about earlier with guns, and you're talking about crime, and then you talk right. about black-on-black black crime, yeah. and then why is that happening? And there's 14 different reasons things that are going into it. And what is, And I'm seeing that a little bit more where people are starting to go deeper. And mm -hmm. let's find the root of this. Let's find the issues that are causing what has bubbled over and is now affecting everyone. Let's step back. Excuse me. Let's step back and um, figure this all out. Uh, it's okay for Christians to hate on megachurch pastors, tell a evangelists, other Christians of any kind, um, people who are judgmental. We can hate on them because they're judgmental. We can judge them. Right. Well, you can't really. You're not saying this is actually okay. You're saying show people. No, 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 no. This is the promise of the show. Of course it's not okay. children like it was late one night and eli was awake way too late it was like 11 o'clock and then he goes to bed by school night yeah it was, no i don't know it, was a, it might have been a school night i can't honestly remember but it's okay judging you yeah either way um <laughs> but so he normally what has happened in our house i mean hashtag here comes judgment but we the bed situation is really screwed up in our house right now where Josh sleeps in a twin bed next to my queen bed, okay. where Lily, Eli, and Charlie all sleep. 
I have given up trying to sleep in this situation, so I've moved to Eli's bed with Max. <laughs> because, the, backing up just a little bit here, it started with, it, it was me in the bed, and I would have Max, and we were trying to get Eli to stay in his bed, and Lily to stay in the bed, and Charlie was still kind of like, she was going back and forth between me and Josh in the bed. Okay, that was fine. We're totally cool with that. Then every single night, without fail, everybody would end up in my bed in the middle of the night. And moms out there who have small children or have small children know how this goes. You are the one who stays awake while everyone else is sleeping soundly. Exactly. And you've got no room. Yep. And you're exhausted because you spent your entire night trying to make sure everybody else is comfortable. So I gave up on this. And now I just go directly into Eli's bed with Max and... Everybody else sleeps, and we're all sleeping, and this is not a long-term solution. This is temporary. Tried the other night to switch it back up, and I literally woke up at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 a.m. It was awful. And guess what? All the kids ended up in my bed. Anyway, all this to say that it was like 11 o'clock. Eli wanted me to come in and lay with him. I was going to bed, so I said, sure, stay in bed. We'll all the three of us will just sleep in your, you have a full bed at the bottom of this bunk. We're doing that. And for some reason... We started talking about farts, and he, I have not heard this child laugh this hard, and I can't even remember, we are talking about different kinds of farts, and what I call certain types of farts, and what happens with this kind of fart, I mean, like, and he was at the point where he could not breathe, and was asking me to stop talking, because he was going to pee to bed. <laughs> like, I have made a kid, and I'm probably, I probably made him pee his pants, like, on more than one occasion laughing so hard. But it's always with fart and poop talk. And part of me is like, do I, I don't feel bad about it. I feel like that's what's funny to him right now. It's a seven-year-old boy. Like, that's what's funny. He'll be funny to him forever. I still laugh at farts myself. So that's kind of the thing. But then there's the stigma, too, that I feel like we shouldn't be talking about that. That's not appropriate. That's not okay. I think that um, it depends on the child. Because I think Eli is mature enough and old enough that he probably is not going to get in trouble at school for going overboard with these things in class. Right. Um, no, he never has. Or like sitting in church just to like raise his hand during a Sunday school message and say, you should hear the kind of farts my mom has. Okay. okay he wouldn't raise his hand off that information, <laughs> but I would not put it past him as I found out him talking with you. That he does just share this information well, about my farts. My farts, Eli. But it's me. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, but I personally think, why not? Because like you said, I still laugh at it. Andrew still laughs at it. I know. I think, oh, not everyone does. You Do you fart around me, Andrew? Yeah, you do. You have, I've been around. You I don't actually fart at all. <laughs> It's a there Hispanic are couples... culture thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, with all the beans you eat? Exactly. Racism. <laughs> um, don't like, um, like beans. Racist. Um, but. I like baked beans. But that's not really Hispanic. No, it's not. Those are good. You like, you don't like refried. No. Black beans. I will eat them. Okay. Good. I'm glad we've established your stance on beans. Yeah. But no, but we don't. We don't. You fart around each other. We don't fluctuate. Try it again. Flex. <laughs> Do it again. Back to eight. <laughs> Do it again. Flex. I'm just going to sit back. I love just letting her figure out words, guys. This happens a lot. Flex to eight. <laughs> Hold on. I'm thinking of the word. 
have gas is flactation. Do they measure that somehow? Like, no, they just gotta ask. have it to hold it till we get it with <laughs> <No>. the machine. <laughs> <laughs> the flectation machine. I was just talking with Eli last night about saving. What, I was telling him a story. What did I say? Something about uh, him, a kid making fun of him or something. I was telling, goofing around with him and basically said that if um, the kid messed with. Oh! Talking about him and Max sharing a room, and him and Max talking, and when Max is little, and him being nervous that someone was going to beat him up, and I said that, well, Eli would come to the school and fart in that kid's lunchbox. (laughs) (laughs) When he had a new teacher, I asked, you know, I was like, oh, did you have a good first day yet? Did she chew down any of you? (laughs) He gets his crack up. The thing is, I told him, I said that, you know, I know that you've got a lunchbox that you just save in your closet that you just keep all your farts in, and as soon as I said it, I was like, crap, I gave him an idea. Uh, that's good. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, I, I did have some friends in my life, though, that if you even mentioned who or something, they would just be, like, disgusted. See, that's the thing. Is that, that, there's was people. not even funny. This is it's disgusting. Why would you joke about that? Um, I am so desensitized, and I talked about this before when I used to work in the, um, a school setting where we were in, like, a daycare more so. Um, the amount of times that we would say poop, diarrhea, pee, or bowel movement, or BM. yeah, things like this, like the conversations that we would have. And this was prior to me. I mean, like I had Eli at that point, but that was it. Like now, four kids in, mm-hmm. cloth diapering. Yeah, um, poop is not something at all that, it, like to me, it's a foreign concept that that's not something you should talk about or that might disgust or gross someone else out. Because to me, yeah, I'm like yeah, four kids. Well, yeah, and you know exactly how it is. I mean, you, this poop is poop. Like, oh, well. I mean, to me, I'll get, it's like, oh, I got poop on my hands, and I just got to, like, wipe it on the diaper and keep moving. Gross, but it is life. I, I, I can change diapers, but I can't do dog poop. I will puke. I've had to. I've had to clean it up. But I, I almost vomit. You do have a, you're not as desensitized no, as I am. No, 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 I have a hard time. If someone pukes, 
I will probably vomit as well. Puking, I hate. But I, I've but I can't, it. I can't. I have anxiety about other people puking. I can't puke. No, you can't. You're hilarious. I'm not. It's not hilarious to me. It's not like a legitimate you. anxiety attack. I know. I feel like puking about the thought of having to puke. It's like a horrible, and I looked it up, and it's a real phobia. And there are called? famous people who have it. Puke-phobia. I believe that is the correct term. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's all I have. On that note, um, puke-phobia. Puke-phobia, the Kardashians. Kind of Caillou. And we brought it back like a good stand-up comedian. We come all the way, we circle back to Kai puking on the Kardashians. This laughable life. Alright, thanks. Go to our go to our iTunes page, our Facebook page, like us, share this post. <laughs> <laughs>